Hi, Rob Walker from AR Property Investments. To learn how your property could secure your family's future, call us for a free educational appointment. We'll come to you. You can't predict the future, but you can control your financial future. Visit arpropertyinvestments.com.au. On the Sporting Capital, this is the VFL Hour. Get involved in the Hard Yakka Totally Workwear VFL. Visit vfl.com.au. Welcome to the VFL Hour. It's grand final week on the VFL Hour. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Sam Hargroves, Anthony Stangitz is here. And Gutsy, uh, you are just more up and about than I've ever seen an individual. Your love for the VFL. This would be your favourite week of the year, I've got no doubt. Uh, it's Christmas time. Christmas time in the VFL. We're giving presents away to everyone. It's uh, a big weekend at Icon Park uh, with NAB League on Saturday and then a double header of VFL action on uh, Sunday was out there today. The ground is looking perfect. The weather today is looking perfect. We just need to bottle that and uh, release it again on Sunday for uh, two big grand final matches with uh, four different clubs uh, competing, which is going to be fantastic. Should be well supported, we hope. And uh, let's just get through what brought us to this point. So preliminary final weekend was this weekend. Richmond were too good for Port Melbourne in the end, 99 to 73. And Williamstown will be Richmond's opposition in this grand final. They've been a model of consistency for the last decade. They get themselves into another grand final. They were too good to the tune of 26 points against Essendon. So it'll be Richmond taking on Williamstown. But just give us a quick update on how these two games uh, unfolded. And if you're wanting to call through and text through, uh, Gutsy, just about the Toby Green incident, we will continue to take your calls after 10 o'clock. His one-match ban has been upheld at the AFL Tribunal tonight. Uh, so he will miss unless GWS is successful on appeal on Thursday night. But Gutsy, take it away. Preliminary final weekend, it was a ripper. It certainly was, and uh, amazingly, you, you look at the result of the Richmond and Port Melbourne game and 26 points, it it doesn't tell the full um, story because Jordan Lyle kicked the first goal of the final term and Port Melbourne were up by nine points. Yep. And Richmond, similar to their game, it was almost a mirror image to what they did to Essendon a fortnight prior in the qualifying final, uh, raced home with the final six goals of the game, so they kicked... Uh, seven of the final eight goals of the game and uh, ran away with it. And I think the biggest difference was that week off for the Tigers. The, the players in the final term looked fresh. Uh, Markov kicked a couple of during the final quarter. Um, they kept on getting it down to, to Nash through the middle. The defense of um, Steve Morris and Hugh Beasley was um, repelling all the attacks from Port Melbourne. Uh, they ended up having uh, 14 more inside 50s and uh, they pelted that ball so many times inside forward 50 that it was uh, difficult for that uh, resolute defence that Port Melbourne's been known for throughout this final series. Um, they just couldn't uh, find any answers to to stop them. So a great result for the Tigers, uh, getting them through uh, to a grand final. They're at second in third years. Uh, in three years for, for Williamstown, they basically led from start to finish up against uh, Essendon. It was a, a dominant performance. Essendon came back at them with uh, five goals to three in the second term, but uh, it was all off the back of big Nick Meese. Um, we've got Sam Donnell on the program tonight and uh, I'm sure he's going to be singing his praises, but 
for a, a big man to be second on the disposals for his team and have 70 hit outs as well. Um, that describes the game of and Nick Meese. Uh, I think he's very tired of losing preliminary finals. Um, so he's finally in a, a winning preliminary final team again. Uh, Billy Myers was also amongst the best. Uh, Mitch Hibbert with 29 disposals was the uh, leading, leading disposal getter on the field. And uh, Nick uh, Ebbinger, uh, five goals and 11 disposals, has been fantastic for them throughout this final series. One of their uh, unheralded forward stars and uh, has certainly been great for them. You said that Nick Meese was going to have a big input on the outcome of this game <laughs> last week, sitting in that very chair that you're sitting in now on this very show, uh, and you were proven to be 100% correct. Yeah, they. it has been the weakness of Essendon throughout the season. So to have Riley Bowman, um, Tom Jock, and Michael Hartley as his opponents, um, he, he dominated all of them. And uh, I think by having those extra tools, Joel Atavi, um, also uh, helping out Nick Mason in the ruck. It is the biggest difference, and uh, that's going to come down to a uh, classic encounter with the, the ruck depth of uh, uh, Richmond up against uh, big Nick Mace this week uh, in the grand final. So we will get your tip before the end of, of this game, but I suppose for, for this competition, it is a fantastic thing to have an AFL and a non AFL-aligned team in the competition. It just adds that extra little bit to it, doesn't it? I'm sure for the Williamstown boys, that would be a little part of the motivation in wanting to make sure, not that you don't you need any extra in winning a grand final, but it'd just be add a little extra incentive, wouldn't it, to knock off an aligned team, especially one uh, like Richmond, whose who's senior team is injury-free, which they pretty much are as well, um, from their AFL-listed players anyway, and are playing in a preliminary final. So a very strong Strong club, uh, Richmond at the moment. It is all set up for exactly what Andy Collins would want from his opponent. He'd he'd want a full-strength uh, opposition and a full-strength AFL-aligned opposition as well. Uh, if they're to win that premiership, that's exactly what he wants. And there's plenty of side storylines to this one as well. Adam Mark on the captain of uh, Williamstown, a former teammate of the, the captain of the Richmond Football Club in Steve Morris. So the two of them have played together at VFL level before and AFL level. Um, you've got Kane Lambert that was recruited from the Williamstown Football Club that's uh, gone on to a fantastic career and uh, a premiership player with mm-hmm. the Tigers as well. So yep. there's plenty of crossovers between the two and uh, rivalries are plenty between the two clubs. Uh, a little bit later in the show, we're going to get uh, Sam Dunnell up, a Williamstown player who is... Uh, Going to be playing his hundredth game on Grand Final day. That's uh, is that how I'm reading that correctly? It is hundredth game for the uh, the Seagulls. So I think he's nearing one fifty in the competition. Yep. But hundredth uh, game for the Seagulls and uh, earns him life membership at the club as well, which Wonderful. is fantastic. Ryan Ferguson will join us too. We're going to try and get both those guys on at the same time if I can work out the technology <laughs> to do that. Gutsy, but if not, then we'll just chat to them one after the other. Uh, from a VFLW point of view, the Grand Final will be held this week as well. Uh, Western Bulldogs, who had the week off, will come up against Collingwood, who uh, were challenged by Southern Saints uh, in that sort of late third and early fourth quarter. But um, in the end, they kicked away for the last couple and were able to hold on. And uh, they get themselves into um, uh, another VFLW Grand Final. Yeah, fantastic result for Collingwood, um, putting away the inaccuracy of their previous week when they kicked uh, one goal eight and, um, yeah, was certainly uh, overrun by the Western Bulldogs in in that clash. 
Bree Davey returning to this lineup mm. made a huge difference. Big to difference. The I was mag- watching it when I was in here on Sunday. I had the live stream going, uh, pretending to listen to Adam Cooney when we were doing <laughs> Sunday brunch. <laughs> but just her leadership and her voice out on the field um, w- was superb and and straightened the Collingwood lineup um, straight down the middle. So they, they seem to be able to manoeuvre other players into other positions. Jamie Lambert, again, showed what she's uh, capable of with three goals and 28 disposals. Um, Gemma LaJoya, um, a couple of their NAB League players that have come up from the mm. Oakley Chargers, uh, certainly um, gave them plenty of uh, defensive efforts in forward 50. So 13 disposals and 11 tackles um, also hit the scoreboard as well. So the Southern Saints, I think when they miss their opportunities, so similar to the qualifying final to start the finals where, where they had their chances and, and probably didn't capitalize. Um, there were a couple of shots towards goal that they had that uh, could have given them confidence, could have put them in front and they missed those chances. And, Collingwood were able to kind of repel and go down the other end of the field and uh, and score. So I think Collingwood making the most of their opportunities on this occasion. They had um, a 48 to 21 inside 50s and uh, 20 more tackles for the game. So th- their defensive pressure was certainly something that lifted in the second term and uh, put them in that grand final for a for a rematch of the semi final up against the uh, the rested Western Bulldogs. Well, that's what we've got ahead of us here. VFL Hour, you can get yourself involved in the Hard Yakka Totally Workwear VFL. Visit vfl.com.au. We're going to cover all bases on this grand final edition of the VFL Hour, Anthony Stangert. So we'll start with the boys. Coming up next, Sam Dunnell from Williamstown and Ryan Ferguson from Richmond. We will head into both camps next ahead of VFL Grand Final Day this Saturday. We've got all the details. We'll bring them to you across the course of the show. And, of course, you can find them all uh, at vfl.com.au. Anthony Stangitz is here. He's pumped. He is that excited. You wouldn't believe it. Jumping out of his skin. Uh, we'll get stuck into a preview of the big Grand Final match happening this weekend. Up next on the VFL Hour. Back to the VFL Hour. It's grand final week. Anthony Stangitz is in. Sam Hargraves here as well. You can get involved. one 736 736 All the information for this week's grand final is at vfl.com.au. But if people need to know right now, Anthony, where can they be lining up to see this great spectacle take place? Icon Park. This Sunday, 12.15 start. And uh, buy your tickets online at uh, vfl.com.au forward slash... Finals, so uh, twenty dollars adults, fifteen concession and pensioners, and uh, kids under fifteen free. Nicely done. Now we're going to speak to someone from both camps. They've been good enough to both be on the line at the moment. We're going to do one at a time because I can't figure out how to get it both to be at the same time. Uh, joining us first, though, uh, from we'll start with Williamstown. Uh, Sam Donnell has been good enough to jump on. This will be his 100th Williamstown game, as we spoke about before. Anthony Stangitz when he runs out into a grand final this. Saturday, mate. Uh, congratulations, first and foremost. I should say this Sunday, the twenty-second. Congratulations, Sam. First and foremost, uh, it was a great win on the weekend. How was the mood after you'd won your way into uh, another grand final? Yeah, good day, Sam. Anthony, thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, look, the mood was um, amazing. Uh, it's, it's great to be uh, there on the final week. Um, we've obviously had fallen agonisingly short the last couple of years. And, um, yeah, it's, the boys are really pumped to give it a crack this week. Sam, uh, well done on the win and uh, congratulations on the upcoming milestone. What, what's it like to 
not only be in grand final week, but have a milestone come up? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, an interesting one. I'm sort of uh, um, didn't think that it would really um, pan out that way, but then sort of a couple of weeks out, it's sort of all the uh, the ducks had to line up and um, everything had to go right for it to fall this way. So, yeah, I guess I'm you know really privileged to, to sort of become a life member of Willie. Um, play 100 games is is, is an honour. So, um, but obviously there's the uh, you know the bigger bigger fish here um, to to obviously uh, try and win the the big prize. So that's going to be um, where all my, my mindset is this week. And it's probably uh, over the, the last couple of years, you're, you're almost that, you're a regular occurrence in the forward line, but you're more, almost that forgotten man of the forward line. You keep on having a couple of these ones uh, kick a few more goals for you and get, get all the attention, but uh, you've gone a bit under the radar the last couple of seasons. Yeah, well, I'm getting a little bit older now. So um, these uh, these younger guys are coming through and um, really sort of uh, making me earn my keep up forward. So I've sort of been thrown around a little bit um, this year. But, you know, as you saw on the weekend with, um, with Nick Ebinger coming in and, and kicking five, um, which was just amazing for him. All the work that he's done throughout the year is, you know, he really deserved that breakout game. So I was pumped for him to see that. And, and Billy Myers the same, you know, these... These guys swung forward and, um, you know, did the job for us. So it was great. It, it has been a real key to that forward line structure this season, hasn't it? Just the the versatility and the non-reliance on one or two particular players week in, week out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we obviously had the big uh, big fella, Nick Rodder, up forward for most of the year. And he's been, you know, a real vocal point for us. But unfortunately, he's been um, out in the last couple of weeks and, you know, we've had um, Joel Latavi come to the club this year and he's been super in his development and he's really played um, some great games for us. And um, Jalen Thorpe is the other, you know, the X Factor and uh, the Jeremy Howe, the VFL, I think he's dubbed, um, you know, and he's been terrific for us as well. Hey, Sam, last time you played them, I know it was way back when, uh, on about the 5th of May, but they gave you a pretty decent touch-up, Richmond, 51 points in the end. What have you learned out of that and watching Richmond over the last few weeks? What's the major takeaways that you know you've, you've got to improve on if you're going to reverse that result um, from back in round five? Yeah, look, they did. Uh, they It was a long time ago now, but um, round four or five, as you mentioned, um, they really did touch us up at, at Williamstown and, um, you know, taught us a bit of a lesson on, you know, contested footy and um, I guess their endeavour and attack at the contest. So, um, you know, we reviewed that game strongly. Um, you know, since then, we've, you know, our back half of the year has been, you know, we've just continued to, to develop and, you know, gone on a real run and, and sort of found our right mix um, throughout the year as that's evolved. Um, so, look, we've learned from that, um, but we're in a much different position to, to what we were in that first sort of four weeks of the year and uh, feel really confident going in this week. The We were talking about it a bit, bit earlier, the... Um or not the, or the rivalry between the two clubs with so many players having gone between the two. You've got uh, Kame Lambert that obviously recruited from there and had a mark on a, a previous player um, at the Tigers and, and played in the same side as uh, Steve Morris. So uh, no love lost between the uh, two clubs going into this grand final. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed you had uh, Ryan Ferguson on as well. So he was a, a player and assistant coach at Williamstown as well. Um, so... Obviously, there's a few synergies there. And, um, you know, Adam um, spent, a, spent a year at Richmond and, um, you know, he's got fond memories of that. And, and obviously, with Kane in his time at Williamstown too. So we always have good contests against Richmond. And, you know, they've been, the I guess, the, the best team all year. And 
only, only lost a couple of games. But um, So they'll be tough to beat, but, you know, we're ready for the challenge. Uh, he's listening right now. So is there anything you'd like to throw his way? Um, he won't be able to respond to you, but when we get him on after leaving you, he'll be able to respond. Is there any sort of uh, verbally you'd like to start us off with, Sam, as we uh, say goodbye to you and, and we'll get Ryan on the phone? Oh, look, you know, I don't want to um, spark the fire too much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, look, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we're pretty familiar with what they're going to come up with uh, this week. But, um, you know, I think Colo and, and, and uh, Andy Collins and Ryan are, are close friends. So I'm sure they're going to be going back and forth with text. So I'll just leave it up to the, uh, the coach to, to sort of uh, play some games before the bounce. Hey, Sam, good luck on the weekend. Uh, it's a big occasion for Williamstown. You guys have been in and around the mark for a long time now. So um, good luck. And uh, here's hoping for you it's a successful one in your 100th game. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Sam. Sam Donnell there. You'll see him in action for Williamstown against Richmond this Sunday in the VFL Grand Final. Assistant coach to the, for the Richmond VFL side is Ryan Ferguson, a man uh, who's well-known to the Williamstown faithful. He's been good enough to hang on and just have a listen to all that Sam had to say there. Uh, Ryan Ferguson, thanks for holding and thanks for joining us. What was the one takeaway you'll glean there from what Sam revealed to us? Uh, g'day, Anthony and Sam. Um, one takeaway, oh, to be fair, uh, I, I thought he spoke really well and um, the message coming out of both camps has, has been that healthy healthy rivalry that we, that we have. You know, we respect each other so much, but um, we also kind of love playing against each other and want to prove a point to each other. So, yeah, I think the, the respectful rivalry is going to be um, huge on the weekend. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Have you been reminded about your time at the uh, the Seagulls? No, it's uh, happened for a while. Only, uh, only when I catch up with Colo, he might mention something. But no, um, I do have. I, I was only there for a year. Um, it was a fond, I had a lot of fond memories. It was, it was a great place to be, and I enjoyed. That was kind of my segue from from playing into my last year of playing into into coaching. So I appreciated the opportunity that Colo and the and the club gave me. So I do have fond memories of the place, but um, obviously would love to beat up on them this week. And as the, the backline coach at VFL level, you'd be pretty happy to, to see a couple of names neat, um, in the VFL team of the year, uh, a couple of Tigers defenders as well this season? Yeah, Coff and Beza were uh, really proud of, of their efforts and even for, uh, for Fly, our coach, to, to be recognised for his efforts during the season there. I think we missed out last year on uh, on all fronts in that, and we don't, you know, individual honours aren't sort of high up on the priority list. But it, it's good for uh, for those guys to be the face of our program on that on that night. That was pretty cool. And Ryan, at uh, the big nights Thursday night come selection night, and disappointing for Tigers fans with the news tonight. Uh, Jake Arts uh, unsuccessful at the the tribunal and uh, getting four weeks from the the report on the weekend. So one player down uh, leading into the weekend. Yeah, so one one player down obviously presents opportunity for someone else. But yeah, we're, we're disappointed for for Jake. But he, um, I saw him after the tribunal hearing, came back to the club, and his gratitude and understanding for the situation and and the opportunity that would present for someone else, he was um, he took it uh, really well. Obviously, absolutely disappointed. Would have been a great person for you know someone that got um, drafted from our VFL program and then. You know, to be able to play in that game would have been huge for him. But yeah, yeah his ability to to take it on the chin and and just wear, you know, obviously 
he didn't mean for that to happen. That wasn't his intention, but he, he's, he's got to wear it now. So, no, he's been unbelievable since, and he'll be there cheering us all on. Speaking to Ryan Ferguson, uh, Richmond VFL assistant coach. Um, Ryan, where do you identify as the, the greatest threat and strength for Williamstown? Uh, Gutsy was speaking before about how they, they share the, the load and share the wealth and share the love inside Ford 50. Where do you guys see their major danger to you? Oh, they're um, well, similar in similar in some ways to us in that they they love the contest. So it's going to be a for any fans out there that are thinking about coming along, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a cracking, old-fashioned, uh, contested game of footy. So that's going to be pretty cool. But also their their ability to um, yeah find ways to score goals and different sorts of avenues and you know whether Rodder plays or not, you know they've got some big, tall guys that can take marks, or they've got those medium types and. And Wiley Smalls, so they've got they've got lots of different avenues to go. So, yeah, it's, going, it's going, certainly going to prove a challenge for us. And uh, obviously, we'll we'll back in our our team defence and our connection amongst each other, our, our backs, but also along with that, our, our forward pressure and our midfield contested stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be an inter- interesting and probably intriguing uh, game, to be fair. And, and it must also be good to see the development of those uh, young AFL-listed players in that VFL side this season as well. And uh, they'll certainly benefit from a, a grand final appearance this weekend. Yeah, we've got lots of guys that are, that are going to get valuable experience. Um, we've got a good mix between some really young, um, energetic people, but also some experience and some guys that have played some of the So we do have that great blend. And then obviously there's, um, you know, talk about the, experiences that those some of those AFL guys are going to get. Um, I feel like you know a lot of our VFL lists um, done an amazing job throughout the year at, um, at, at winning games for us and, and, and getting us to this point. And, you know, a lot of those guys are going to miss out. To be you know we, we've really got you know a whole number of development coaches in a way. You know Steve Morris, Hugh Beasley, Dan Caulfield, Jacob Ballard. You know we've got you know Tom Silvestro, All these names that I don't know if people know about them, but, but uh, we love them and, and they make our AFL guys better. And, you know, some of these guys have to stand aside to, uh, to give these other, to give these AFL guys a great experience and um, give them the future that, uh, that we think that they might have. So yeah, we just love our culture among the AFL group, the VFL lists, um, our connection. That's, that's our, we see it as a competitive advantage. Oh, it's a beautiful spot to leave it on, Ryan. Really beautifully spoken, mate. Well done. Uh, Richmond VFL assistant coach Ryan Ferguson ahead of the big clash this weekend, Sunday, 2.15pm, Icon Park at Carlton. Richmond taking on Williamstown in the VFL grand final. The VFL hard yakka totally workwear grand final. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for being on the show. Good luck on Sunday. No, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's going to be an exciting day. Absolutely. Anthony Stangitz, we've still got to get your tip for who's going to win that grand final. We'll do that before the end of the show, but we've got to change gears now because the VFLW grand final is also this weekend. Western Bulldogs taking on Collingwood. So we need to have a chat to a few people from both of those camps. Michaela Ward from the Western Bulldogs and Maddie Shevlin from Collingwood will join us up next on the VFL Hour, SEN. Back to the VFL Hour, Sam Hargroves, Anthony Stangitz as we get set for what's going to be a massive grand final weekend of VFL and VFLW. We've just heard 
from both sides of the VFL Grand Final camp. And now it's time to turn our attention to the VFLW Grand Final. Uh, this match will be taking place, uh, and I just lost my page here, 11.35 a.m. Sunday, 22nd, this Sunday, Icon Park in Carlton. The Western Bulldogs, after having a week off, will face Collingwood. Uh, so we thought we better just have a real deep look into this game, Anthony Stankers. Get someone from both sides of the coin here. So joining us first before Collingwood's Matty Shevlin jumps on is the captain of the Western Bulldogs. Michaela Ward has been good enough to join us on the VFLW Hour. Well, the VFLW update is part of the VFL Hour. Thanks to Victoria Police now recruiting. You can apply now. You're more suited than you might think to join Victoria Police. Make sure you do apply now. Michaela Ward, hello. Hello, how are you? Very well, thanks. Uh, you've had the week off. You've been able to watch your opponents uh, do a decent job of taking out the Southern Saints. How are you feeling heading into this Sunday's grand final? Yeah, we're feeling pretty good. Having the week off, obviously, we could have a little bit of a lighter session last week and we've hit the track hard this week, so we're feeling ready to go. Michaela, probably that uh, week off has uh, helped you as well because anyone that follows you on social media... Um, but they probably saw some uh, horrifying sights on social media after the uh, the last match that you played in. Yeah, I probably get caught up uh, sharing too much on my social media. <laughs> but, yeah, I did have a bit of trauma to the left knee. Um, but that's, that's pretty good. I've had the two-week rest. Obviously, I didn't play Collingwood in the semi. Um, and that will be ready to go come the weekend. I can't miss a grand final. What was it like sitting out that match and... Uh, having to cheer on from the sidelines and, and not being able to, to to play an on-field role in the fortunes of the club? Yeah, it was really tough. Um, none of our leadership group actually played in that game, our vice-captain and our leadership support. So we really had to rely on the experience of some other players in Brook Lachland and Ashley Guest. Um, so it was, it was different, but we've been a really united bunch this year anyway. So I don't feel like my presence was missed too much as an individual and they were able to do the job. So it was good. And it's probably been one of the the challenges that the club has faced throughout the season because at different stages, and and it seems to be um, the the forward line where a few of the injuries have occurred most, but um, on occasions you've been without yourself and Danielle Marshall when she returned overseas and, and, and you've really had to find those other options, which is, is probably strengthened the side come finals. Yeah, it has. I mean, a few of the players are really versatile in the positions that they're able to play. Um, I had two weeks off, obviously, with the calf and Danny in the US, but that just allows players like our young and Mary Sandal to step up and in the back half of the season, the NAB girls in Elizabeth uh, G or G George Stathis, <laughs> can't say her surname. Um, yeah, to be able to prove that they are up to the challenge as well, to step in. So it's been good that we can share that role and that pressure around to all players. Um, you've, you, you've, you guys have had to lose from an AFLW point of view. You've lost, have to lose several players over the last couple of years, Michaela Wood, which means you have lost some at, at VFLW level too, though. But when you look at the side, you can have up to, you have around sort of seven of the, the girls that won that AFLW premiership a couple of years ago. So it must give you good confidence to go into this weekend, knowing that you've got grand final experience uh, at the highest level around you. Yeah, definitely. A lot of our players are young and if not, they haven't played in finals, um, such as myself. So it's good that we've got those experienced players there in the AFL girls and they've really been great for the team 
they're able to lead from the front and show us what's expected in a grand final week. Like already it's feeling a little bit different. So everyone's a little bit on edge, but we want to make sure that by Sunday they're feeling calm and, and able to give it their best on the day. And you mentioned that uh, NAB League connection, the Bulldogs are connection with Ballarat playing home games up there as well. And um, you've got uh, Soph Moland and uh, also Ella Wood that uh, have played big parts in the, the team in the second half of the season as well. Yeah, I think our connection with Ballarat, Mars especially, that ground is probably my favourite to play on. Although Icon looks pretty good for the weekend too <laughs> after being there today. Um, but yeah, Sophie Molan, she's dynamic in that midfield for us. And at her age, with you'd think her game experience already seems wiser on her years. And Ella Wood, I mean, she can run for days. So both of those inclusions in our team coming from the NAB Cup League has only strengthened us. Hey, Michaela, thank you so much. Big, big game, and especially when you're the skipper. So congratulations on getting to the grand final. Good luck on Sunday. I'm sure it's going to be a cracking contest between you and the Pies, and we look forward to seeing the outcome. Thanks for being with us uh, on the VFL Hour. Thank you. It's very exciting. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Michaela Ward there. Now let's go to the other side of the battlefield. Uh, Maddie Shevlin, uh, AFLW player with Melbourne and had previously played VFLW with the Casey uh, Demons and now uh, a pie and he's about to run out for Collingwood as part of their VFLW side in the grand final this weekend. Maddie, you've been sitting there waiting patiently listening to Michaela. We thank you for that. How are you guys feeling after a, a tough hit out? Uh, but a, a really, really gutsy win against the Southern Saints last weekend to get yourselves into a grand final. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, really excited, I think. Um, finishing minor premiers, we, um, yeah, put the question on the playing group, how far can we take this? Um, and then entering final series, um, winning the first one and then going losing short to um, the Western Bulldogs was disappointing, but um, having that lifeline and a second chance um, and making the most of that has really set us up for this week and um, a solid session on the track tonight and hopefully it leads into a um, good rest of the week and hopefully a successful day on Sunday. Maddie, the biggest question that everyone wants to know going into the grand final, is it short sleeves or long sleeves or is it weather dependent for you? I wish it was weather dependent, <laughs> um, but I've been told um, much to Steph Ciocci's um, <laughs> Dismay. Um, yeah, it will be short sleeves this weekend. So um, the long is out the door, but we are playing September footy and it is swooping season, so anything can happen. Oh, very oh, nice. I like it. <laughs> I like that. That's very sharp stuff. Um, looking at the team on the weekend, uh, Bree Davey was, was named for the semi-final the, the week before, didn't play, uh, came up for the preliminary final and uh, certainly added that air of uh, leadership and, and plenty of direction in that midfield for uh, the Magpies last weekend. Yeah, Bree's been a um, great acquisition to our club, um, both on and off field. So um, being able to secure her um, through the AFL trade period and watching what she's capable of um, through our VFL program and um, what she's willing to give um, off the field to um, new emerging players um, coming through our ranks. And obviously, yeah, she's a massive presence on the field. And I guess it gives Jamie Lambert the like um, chop out to go forward and um, she's so dangerous in front of goals. So having that versatility and a big body in our midfield, um, as you can see on the weekend, she's yeah, 30 touches and, um, yeah, she's looking really good for Sunday. 
Mixed fortunes when you've taken on the Bulldogs this year, Matty Shevlin. Earlier in the year, you absolutely thumped them 83 to 9. And then in the final, only a couple of weeks ago, they got you just uh, 14 to 26, but you kicked 1 8. So nine scoring shots to six must give you a fair bit of confidence going in that you think that your best footy is good enough to, to beat the Dogs. Yeah, definitely. I think um, we will trust our process, and I think the Bulldogs have every right to trust theirs. So. Um, finals footy is a completely different brand of football and I think we all play to play in a grand final and um, we want it um, and obviously they want it as well. So I think if we stick to our um, structures and play the way we want to play footy, um, anything can happen. Um, but yeah, we're not overconfident. Um, but yeah, being done by them two weeks ago, it's a little bit sick in our stomachs, but absolutely we're ready for the battle. And um, as I said, finals footy is a different brand of footy. So... Um, we've just got to keep chipping away and hopefully we get the result. And Maddie, when you're moving through the midfield and you're, you're looking for that option inside forward 50, you've got Malloy, Lambert and uh, plenty of other options. Do you tend to look for Caitlin Lee instead just for the possibility of that goal celebration she's now renowned for? Absolutely. I think <laughs> Katie Lee's been um, super for us, playing down back majority of the year and then transitioning to a forward role. And um, yeah, I think... When we kick it inside forward 50, we want a contest or we want it to be marked. And um, she's got the best set of hands on her. So, yeah, I'm very happy to kick it to her as a one-on-one. And um, if if she doesn't mark and does bring it down to ground, I don't mind Chloe Malloy or Jamie Lambert crumbing it up. So, yeah, very happy to kick it there. Well, you've got a plethora of options at your disposal, Maddie Shevlin. It's going to be a fantastic hit out. Uh, and a great game, we've got no doubt, this Sunday, uh, 11.35, if I'm not mistaken, Anthony Stangitz uh, at Icon Park in Carlton. Good luck, all the best, and we look forward to hopefully speaking to you again as a victorious Premiership player. Fingers crossed. Thanks so much, guys. Matty Shevlin, Collingwood VFLW superstar ahead of this big grand final, and that was our VFLW, AFLW update on the VFL Hour for Victoria Police. They're now recruiting, so apply now. Uh, we'll be back to wrap it up, get Anthony Stangert's tips in both of these games straight after this, and there's a couple of special things happening around the weekend as well, which we'll touch off on too. VFL Hour, we'll wrap it up straight after this. You can get yourself involved in the hard yakka totally workwear VFL, vfl.com.au. to the VFL Hour, grand final edition of it. If you don't mind, Anthony Stangitz is ready and raring to give you his tips and predictions on how the VFL and VFLW grand finals will unfold this weekend at Icon Park at Sunday, 11.35, kickoff uh, or bounce for the women's between the Western Bulldogs and Collingwood and then Richmond and Williamstown will do battle in the men's. Before we get to that, though, there's some important things happening uh, around this weekend. Uh, Joining us, Shane Lucas, CEO of the Victorian Responsible Gambling uh, Foundation. Correct. Yeah, got it right. Uh, he's been good enough to jump on. They've got some stuff happening. Uh, g'day, Shane. Oh, g'day, Sam. G'day, Anthony. Thanks very much for uh, having me on the show tonight. Really enjoyed the show. It's going to be a fantastic uh, day with those matches uh, on, on Sunday at Icon Park. Looking forward to it. And uh, it's been fantastic to have Love the Game back as a uh, supporter of this final series of uh, the VFL Finals. Yeah, look, we think the Love the Game, uh, Not the Odds program is a really good opportunity to build on our partnerships with uh, with AFL Victoria, with the 10 AFL Victorian clubs, with over 100 a, a other community clubs and sporting organisations to really try and um, you know lift awareness of the issue of 
of, of sports betting and especially to sort of encourage conversations between uh, parents and kids about some of the risks associated with gambling. And it's probably a, a very important time, especially with uh, finals. Uh, everything's on the line, but uh, there's some great key messages that we need to remember come finals time, whether we win or lose. Look, that, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, unfortunately at the moment, we're probably talking about a generation of kids who've never really known uh, a time when betting wasn't associated with, with sport. So we're really trying to encourage uh, children particularly to think about, you know, the enjoyment of the game, the enjoyment of your team winning, the, the, the sportsmanship, the, the, the excitement of the play, rather than worrying about, you know, the outcome of a bet on, on the win or who kicks the first goal or whatever it might be. Um, so I think Sunday is just going to be a, a fantastic day for uh, for those four clubs and for all the people that can get get across to Icon Park and and we'll be there in uh, in droves as well. And how are you going to look at uh, and spend your uh, grand final day on the weekend? Well, I'll be watching uh, both games. I'll be watching the uh, the Victorian uh, Richmond team, of course, particularly closely in the second match. I'm a Richmond supporter, sitting here listening to you tonight, uh, concerned about how we're going to stop Nick Meese particularly. Um, but look, we will also be uh, rolling out uh, a new mascot on Sunday called Coach, uh, and so really interested to see how the, the coach character responds to, to children, how children respond to, to coach. We've obviously seen in various sporting situations the role of mascots in, uh, in talking, especially to children, um, is a really significant thing. So that'll be fantastic. I'll be, uh, be down there for both games and um, enjoying them very much. Uh, enjoy that, Shane, and thank you so much for coming on and uh, spreading the good word. Uh, Shane Lucas, CEO of the Victorian and Responsible Gambling Foundation. Enjoy Sunday's game. Thanks, boys. Anthony Stangert, so this is where it all comes down to this. Uh, we've been sitting here every week talking about the VFL and, and loving doing that in the VFLW, and uh, this is the ultimate. This is the that one day in September that everybody starts the year off hoping that this will be their year to get to, and in the end, we've got four teams from four different clubs who are going to be participating in the day. Who's your tip, please, starting with the VFLW, Bulldogs and Collingwood? Going to go with Collingwood. They uh, yeah. they impressed me again last week. Finished minor premiers. Only a couple of losses during the home and away season. And I think that inclusion of Bree Davey uh, last week is a huge addition going into a grand final. So the form of uh, Shani Layton, uh, Bree Davey in there, Jamie Lambert, um, yeah, was sensational last week as well. Can't argue with that. I think you're right. And, and I think it's probably just going to be superior ball use. Um, and Western Bulldogs are a fantastic side and they've got great experience as well. And hey, they may pull off an upset and they were able to beat Collingwood because they, from what you told me, were able to really shut down a lot of what makes Collingwood such a good side. I don't know whether they'll be able to do it twice in a row though. But just how much did last week take out of Collingwood? We remain to be seen because it was a pretty tough slog and Southern Saints made them earn it. But I think Collingwood at their best and Bulldogs at their best, I think Collingwood's best is better. I agree. Uh, VFL, that's going to be the game straight after that. Uh, 2.15, Richmond, who finished top of the ladder, taking on Williamstown, who finished third. Um, it's got so many intricacies and, and interesting, you know, storylines to this game. But in the end, we've got, you know, a powerhouse AFL-VFL club up against a standalone VFL club coached by an AFL former legend in uh, Andy Collins. It's got a heap to be interested in. It, it has, and... Uh... The way that it's gone almost every couple of years, there's a standalone win the premiership, 20, uh, 2015, 2017. Um, looking at it, I think this could be the year of Williamstown. Um, Richmond last week had 20 AFL listers. Uh, Williamstown would love to have that challenge, but I just think 
they've got the depth now, the Williamstown Football Club, and they've impressed me throughout the finals, especially their win away from home at VU Witten Oval in the qualifying final. They they didn't get the home final. Um, Nick Meese in sensational form and their depth through the midfield. Uh, we heard tonight from Sam Donnell about Joel Latavi, and I, I think he's his second half of the season will potentially see him on an AFL list uh, at the end of the year. He's, he's been having to fill in for Nick Meese when he was out. He's had to fill in for Nick Rodder when he's been out. And uh, he's taken his game to another level this year at uh, Williamstown. And I think, again, the tools of Williamstown should be able to prove the difference in this uh, grand final match. I'm going to tip Richmond. Just having a, a chat to before when we were having a chat to, to their assistant coach and hearing him talk about Ryan Ferguson, hearing him talk about, I suppose, the bond and what it means and, and the culture that they've created within the VFL side of what they do at Richmond and how the AFL boys, there's a real connection between them and the VFL boys. And I just, there's just something that seems like it's just, it seems like at the moment they can't lose. Like they've come back from 40 points down. They've come back again in the last quarter on the weekend. I just think that it's all sort of laying out for them. Yeah. And that, that margin at three quarter time is going to be interesting because they'll know that they can yeah. Chase it down. So, And we, Williamstown will know. Yes. They need to be wary of that. Hey, uh, mate, it's been absolutely sensational speaking to you about VFL every single week. And uh, if you want to get involved in the hard yak, totally work where VFL. Visit vfl.com.au. Thank you so much for the year, Anthony Stangitz. It's been absolutely wonderful. And it all comes down to this. Certainly does. Live on Channel 7 on the weekend. Also live here on SEN. And congratulations to the umpires of the year officiating this weekend. Field yes. umpire Martin Roger. Boundary umpire Sam Stagg and goal umpire Callum Leonard, uh, the field umpire Martin Roger in his uh, first grand final. So uh, all the umpire appointments will be announced on the VFL website tomorrow. VFL.com.au. It's the weekend of VFL and VFLW that we've all been waiting for. The biggest weekend of the year, the grand final weekend. And it's this Sunday. It's all going to unfold at Icon Park. 11.35 for the women, dogs versus pies. And then 2.15 for the men, tigers taking on the seagulls. Don't miss it. You can hear it here on SEN. Watch it on Channel 7. And why don't you just go out there and see it? Because that's the biggest game in town on Sunday. No other footy. So get... Get the kids, pack the car, get on public transport, whatever you do, make sure you go and support the VFL. It is the second best competition in Australia. So get out there and support it. Thanks, Anthony. We'll see you out there.